Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pizza, beer, and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Blair Lede with Fox 2 News, KPLR 11 News, and you're listening to In the Zone. Uh, city to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In the Zone Network. Palm Alexander, a.k.a. the living legend, K-I-L-1-L and Kill, but Kill still kills. Joining me in studio is our NBA resident, breaking down the NBA playoffs. And Josh, I know you about to cut the price check real soon. You know, I want to catch you while the thoughts are still fresh uh, in, in your head. Um, <laughs> so the Miami Heat, let's start right there. Yep. They are in the conference finals. And, you know, they're going to face a Boston Celtics team that uh, I'm still not a believer of yet. Um, they they got some amazing pieces. I love Jason Tatum. Yep. I love Jalen Brown. Um, for them to still make it to the conference final without uh, Gordon Hayward still says a lot about them as a team and, and Brad Stevens. Uh, what do you think about that series with Toronto? Do you think that that's going to help them uh, with their matchup with the Heat or it's not going to even make a difference? So I think it helps because – They've seen what happens now when they take their foot off the gas. <laughs> uh, you know, they were 0.5 seconds away from being up 3-0 and, and potentially going towards a sweep and, you know, having this thing wrapped up a lot earlier than what they did. But instead, they let Toronto back in it. You can never, you know, discount the heart of a champion. That's, you know, Toronto still would, were the defending champs up until getting knocked off a couple of days ago. So, I think especially for those young guys like Tatum, Brown, who you're going to rely on heavily, they needed to go through that fire again. Um, and Brad Stevens, uh, he's you know he's one of the best coaches in the league. He you know made a couple mistakes early in that series, game three, game four, and I think they really learned from it. And uh, it's going to be one hell of a series between them and Miami. Where do you think the Raptors fell short? I, I felt that uh, Kyle Lowry got a lot of criticism of uh, especially throughout his career, but he probably played as big as he ever did this past postseason. Uh, what did you think about uh, his level of play and, you know, some of the, the, the other players that was on that championship squad from last year? So, in answering your first question, where did they go wrong, I think if you look back at NBA history, right, you can't really find too many championship teams where your best player is, like, small guys. 
you know, the six one, six feet and under types of guys, you, you don't really have too many examples of where that wins you a championship. In Toronto's case, their best two guys <laughs> fit that mold, right? So you got Lowry and Van Fleet and Siakam, who was supposed to be their best player, was absent most of the season. Like you don't you were looking up and not even knowing that he was still out on the court in some of these games. So I think that's problem number one. Um, Siakam not really being the max guy that they paid him to be. Um, and then two, they just they really just ran into a team that wasn't the greatest matchup for them because of not having a reliable go-to score like Boston has with Jason Tatum and how Jalen Brown was able to step up and do that uh, throughout the course of different you know games in that series. Um, just not having a guy that they can truly rely on to go create a shot every game is really what, what you know, kind of contributed to their downfall. That is the voice of Josh Price. He is the host of the Price Check on the In the Zone Network as we go on city to city, state to state, worldwide, keeping on the Eastern Conference uh, in the bubble. So, okay, so now uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Man, you know, I'm going to leave the Bucks for last. Okay. I'm going to okay. leave the Bucks for last <laughs> before we get out of East. Yeah. But let's let's go to the Miami Heat. And, and in this matchup uh, with the Boston Celtics, and you know one one player in particular who I'm thinking of uh, thinking about immediately is Jay Crowder, yes, and, he, and he may be someone who may have a little bit of an axe to grind, you know, uh, in this matchup. And he, you know, when he's been a key uh, 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 contributor to that Heat team, you know, as we talked before we started recording, you know, they score by committee. Uh, Jimmy Butler's the main go-to guy, but they have a lot of guys who help contribute to the scoring, especially a guy like Jay Crowder. Yeah, so, like, Boston beat Miami twice, I believe, in the regular season. Miami beats them in the seeding games before the playoffs started. You kind of got to throw those regular season games out the window now because Miami didn't have Jay Crowder. They didn't have Andre Iguodala at the time, and they're going to throw those guys at Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and, you know, if he comes back in this series, Gordon Hayward. So, Jay Crowder's definitely been a very key piece because he's been closing out games um, pretty much as a small ball forward next to Bam in a lot of lineups. So, you know, he's somebody that contributes a lot defensively and quiet as his kept is also shooting the best he's ever shot in his career right now in these playoff games. So um, he's ready to contribute. You know, anytime you're going up against your former team, you got, you know, <laughs> you got a little extra gas in the tank for that one. You know, when I watch the Miami Heat, and one of my favorite players is Bam Adebayo, mm-hmm. and just watching the evolution of his game, and you know, I can't stand comparisons because a lot of times when you hear comparisons, people don't get them anything remotely close. But I'm telling you, when I watch him, I see a lot of, of Charles Oakley in his game with the way that he is able to rebound, but the way he's able to shoot the basketball and where I, I see that he's a step better is his ability to put the ball on the floor. He can shoot well. Oakley also shot the baseline jumper face-up shot as well. But what Bam does is he has that turnaround fadeaway uh, in, in the post. Uh, his efficiency uh, when, when he scores. And he always makes the smart basketball play. And he can also get you uh, the ball going to transition. He does so many things so well. And I think that's why I see the heat of being able to beat the Celtics and be able to go into the finals. So, Bam is exactly what, like, 6'10", Draymond Green. Um, and, and to be honest, he he 
he seems a little bit more comfortable like shooting off the dribble than like a Draymond would, which is kind of weird to say. But you know, he just every night, game in, game out, he really just is like, hey, whatever my role was last game, it might change night to night. Whatever y'all need from me, I can do that. Um, you know, he's had a lot of possessions where he's taken a rebound on one end and initiated the offense on the next. Um, and that's something that you can't, you know, you can't put a number value on because game in and game out having that piece to be able to play chess with. Um, you know, Boston doesn't have anybody that's really going to be able to play him one-on-one because if you look at a, a Daniel Tice, for instance, yeah, he's big enough to bang down low with Bam, but he's not going to be able to be out on a perimeter with Bam. He's not going to be able to, you know, catch him off the dribble. Um, you put a Jason Tatum or somebody like that on him, Bam's going to the post. So, he, you know, he can play any style, um, and he's really built for a, you know, what basketball looks like in 2020. And, you know, the other thing about him is when you have a player like that, especially at the offense, offensive end of the floor, you don't have to necessarily run any plays for, but for the simple fact that he is such – uh, uh, he has such soft touch around the basket. You almost damn near have to double team him now, and that's going to leave you shots on the perimeter. Yeah, and you know Miami, they always have shooters on the court. Whether it's Hero, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic has been shooting the lights out of the ball. We mentioned Jay Crowder, you know, before. Um, they've always got guys around him that are going to be able to keep the floor space and knock down those open jump shots should a double team come. And plus, you know, like you said, Jimmy Butler's the closer, man. He's you know, he might go into the fourth quarter with six points, and next thing you know, he's got a 20, you know, 25 point night on his hands. <laughs> and, and, you know, like that, you got to win. So um, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this series plays out because I think where Miami causes some problems for Boston, you got some mismatches that Boston can kind of take advantage of too. Um, it's going to be a fun series, though, man. Real so, and, and <laughs> so, because I think you've heard me say it twice. I've already said Miami's going to win. Yep. Uh, are, are you in agreement with me on that? <sighs> <laughs> Look, I, I think it goes seven either way. Right now, I can't pick, pick against Miami. Um, but I also, man, home team, Jason Tatum, man, he – he really looks like he's ready to lead a team to a championship or at least in the finals. And, you know, him and Jimmy going back to back back and forth throughout a series is going to be the matchup I'm really most focused on. Um, but Bam is really the X factor. Absolutely. If Bam has a great series, Miami probably wins in six or seven. That's the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check on the In The Zone Network. We're going to to the city, state to state, worldwide. So, um, keeping with the Eastern Conference, I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, there, there has been a lot, a lot of talk. Uh, and and I, I think I've, I said, I think amongst us, and then it came out publicly, yep. you know, about CP3. And, yep. and I said, that's a, that's a move they're going to have to make. Um, but, you know, and I'm also thinking, too, and this is just another thought, you know, Montrez Harrell be a free agent. They need, they, they, they can use someone, again, that is tough, yep. that, that, uh, that, that has, um, that, that plays with that edge, like a Dennis Schroeder, for yep. example. I think he will be a a a great fit for them. Actually, 
uh, more so as a starter because I think he deserves a start. You look at the way that he played uh, with OKC, yeah. and 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 uh, I think he played so well with Chris Paul, and, and especially with Chris Paul co signed for, for him. I think I think that'll be a a, a, a great upgrade for for Milwaukee, but they definitely need to do better with what they got because the one who is closing on keeping Giannis and I and I think uh, I think right now just just talk right now right. Uh, about maybe some other teams that may have some interest but if Milwaukee wants to keep him this is the offseason to make it happen well they like what you can't do this offseason is double down on the mistake that you've already made which was choosing to pay Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brown that's really that's really what a lot of this comes down to when you look at the way Eric Bledsoe has now fallen apart in back-to-back postseasons. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's looking a, a little bleak right now in terms of that su- supporting cast because you don't really have a lot of money freed up to be able to make moves around Giannis. You've already extended Brooke Lopez, which I think four years, $64 million deal. You've already given uh, Eric Bledsoe similar deal. You've already got Chris Middleton making max money. Um, it's not a lot of room, you know, there to to go out and get the guys that are really gonna make a difference. You you know maybe go out and get a Chris Paul, but at the same time, Chris Paul is what 35, 36, or will be by the time that he gets through the end of that contract. So is that really what's keeping Giannis in town? I don't know. Well, I think with the with the window closing, and as an owner, and I think this like for the Bucks organization, this might be your last shot. Yeah. And, and seeing a title in a long time, I mean, really, I can't even remember any lifetime where I actually ever thought of the Bucks as a threat. You know, maybe right. again, I mean, I'm sure my age, but you know, in the mid '80s during the Sidney Moncrief right. era, you know, uh, and and Ricky Pierce, yeah, yeah, you know, even with the big dog Glenn Robinson, but this right here. This, you know, they've never been on a platform like this, and I think it's now or never for the Bucks organization, and that's why, from a short-term standpoint, I think you, 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 out of desperation, you look at a guy like Chris Paul, or, or you know, just throwing another name name around. What, what if a Ricky Rubio was was with a guy like Giannis? You know, just just a just a couple other names, just kind of throw out there. See, yeah, so. What it all comes down to really is you need somebody that you can trust with the ball in their hands outside of Giannis in crunch time, right? Yeah. So Ricky Rubio, somebody who's a real high basketball IQ type of guy. Uh, Schroeder, who's not only high basketball IQ, but high energy, like you mentioned. Um, They need somebody like that. They also need to see if they might be able to turn an Eric Bledsoe or Brooke Lopez into multiple guys that they can use because I also don't think, you know, the Pat Connaughton's and Dante DiVincenzo's are quite ready just yet. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, obviously you may keep a guy like George Hill just for that veteran presence and how, you know, big he's come up for you in some of these playoff moments, but I mean, the clock is ticking, especially if Giannis doesn't sign that Supermax extension this summer. That lets you know he's kind of leaning out the door, at least in terms of just testing free agency. Maybe he's not all the way sold on going somewhere else yet, but we haven't seen these situations work out well for the team that has the superstar when it's time to basically put up a shut up in the roster around. And then, you know, too, as, as an owner, if, if you know you're going through that last year, and you, you know you got no shot at keeping Giannis, well, all bets off. Yeah, because, do, what, do you trade Giannis? 
Hell yeah, I mean, but if you know if you know he's if you know he's not coming back, I'm trading him. Yeah, and so that's the logical thing to do, right? But a lot of these teams that as we've seen over and over again, they waited out to the end and they left holding the bag at the end of it. So I don't think Milwaukee is going to be the team that thinks that way. Um, I think they would hold on to Giannis with the hope that they can sway him into staying. I I think it's going to be real hard to do that considering some of the other situations he could go to. We've talked about you know him going to Miami, him going to Toronto, him going to Golden State. I choose any of those three situations over what he currently has in Milwaukee. That's the voice of... Josh Price, he is the host of the Price Check on the End of Zone Network. We're going to sit in the city, state to state, worldwide. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to break down the Western Conference. It's okay. only right. Only right. Only right. Only right. Look, right. You know, look, we, we'll say, but it's only right. It's only right. All right, that's the voice of Josh Price. He'll be hanging out with me on the End of Zone show. We're going to sit in the city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to End of Zone, and this is the network. I'm Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest black-owned sponsor, Sugar Pop Creation, located in the city of St. Louis. They're offering things like sweets, custom games, and parties. Sweets like chocolate-covered strawberries, pineapples, infused cakes, custom games like dominoes, checkers, chess, parties like Girls' Night Out, and 10 parties at Sugar Pop Creations. You can find her at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Sugar Pop Creations, LLC. Sugar Pop Creations, I make everything pop. Here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. 